Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Thanks for tuning in. It is Friday and we're going to the weekend. I hope you all got some good plans. If you get the weekend off, uh, I know that I'm going to get out, try to get out anyway to some favorite spots of mine with with my dogs and uh, with the wife, of course, but uh, but with the dogs down to the beach, they like to swim, they like to run, they like to do things like that. It's a beautiful day out here in the Northwest. And, uh, you know, I did a little, uh, little video yesterday, like 10 minutes. I don't normally do that, but I threw out a little short because some things just sometimes they come across and you've got to comment on them. I was actually going to take today off and there was just so much popping in the news cycle and, and some things hit me. And fortunate enough that my studio is in my home. And so I was able to just. Just, just pop down, and and I'm going to put this show together. I don't have a lot of notes. It's not, it's not strictly outlined. I'm going to just talk about some things, show some clips. I'm going to talk about sound of freedom, child sex trafficking. I think we need to make sure we keep that on our radar. That it's not lost or forgotten. That it is a disgusting, horrible thing in the United States as number one consumer of this sort of uh, material and 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 these things. And so we need to. We need to always be reminded of that. And um, Sound of Freedom is a great movie. If you haven't seen it, seen it. And Tim Ballard was giving testimony in Congress. We're going to have some clips of that. We're going to talk about immigration as well because this is tied to it, right? The, the human trafficking, the sex trafficking that comes across the border that is 100% the Biden regime's fault, that they have done nothing to stop, nothing to stem the tide of, nothing to end. And why is it? Because they hate, do they hate children? I mean, is that what it is? Do they just hate women and children? Is that the deal? Because that's what it seems like. Why would you allow this abhorrent, monstrous behavior and uh, to continue? Why would you promote it? I mean, it's flooding across the border every single day. We're going to talk about that. 230,000 people in August, by the way. Encounters. 230,000 encounters. Plus the gotaways. Another 25% on top of that. 25, 30% is where it typically runs. You do the math. It's simply not sustainable. And we're going to look at the slow purge of Biden. The, 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 The left always does this. And this is why I don't understand why people support them is eventually when you no longer serve their purpose or their needs, they will, they will dis- dispose of you. They will, they will eat their own is what I call it. And liberals cheered, oh, they're going after Trump. Oh, they're going after, you know, all the, all the supporters and this and that. Yay, yay, yay. You know what? If they're successful at that, you know who they're coming after next? They're coming after you. And so the slow Biden purge is underway. It has been for a little while and you see it in media outlets like CNN and MSNBC. When they start questioning the presidency, when they start bringing up his mental capacities, when they start, you know, you can see it happening more and more throughout the legacy media. That is the purge of Biden. He is not going to be the Democrat nominee come November, 2024. In fact, I think if he makes it into 2024, I would be surprised. I think they're going to convince him. Well, first they have to convince Jill. And then someone's going to have to talk, you know, the talk and get him out. But anyway, we're going to talk about the slow purge of him. And then a couple of other things mixed in because I always like to mix other things in. The weirdness today is, I warn you, and you're going to want to stick around for this. It is, uh, well, maybe you don't. It is pretty weird. 
Truth, freedom, and weirdness. That's what we're about here on The Nun Report. The weirdness today is one thing is weird, and the other thing is just it it, it is definitely, most definitely weird. But it is more of a, I saw this, so you have to see it too. I'm not going to live with this image burned in my mind alone. You're going to have to watch it as well. So let's get started. Let's see what we have here. I want to start first with with uh, with Sound of Freedom, and it, it's just the movie went absolutely off the rails. It, 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 it's 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 so powerful. It, it exceeded anybody's expectation. It's now going Nash international. It's released in Australia, New Zealand, and UK, like seventy other countries around the world. And it's hitting everybody the same way. And I hope it's a wake-up call to people that we need to hold our so-called leaders accountable for allowing this to happen because it is, to a large extent, preventable. We can we can stem the tide at the border. We can secure the border. We can finish the wall. We could put more border enforcement down there. We could put the military down there. We could stop people from coming across the border, but they simply don't want to. So that doesn't fit their plan. You see, they want to bring in as many as people as possible and dilute the culture. It's not about just it's not just about getting votes for them. It's about destroying the culture of the United States of America because when these people come across, they aren't assimilating. Migration is great. If people want to go through the legal process and then they come to America and they assimilate and become American, then that's fine. But you see it around the world. This unchecked immigration is destroying nations and it's destroying their culture. And if you destroy the culture, you no longer have your nation. But let's take a look at uh, Sound of Freedom. I think it's important we keep these things at, uh, as, as Karine Jean-Pierre would say, front of mind, front of mind. <laughs> she is such a joke. Anyway, this is a, this is a little something from the movie itself. And then I got a few clips from Tim Ballard and his congressional testimony. Check it out. Five years. 5,000%. The fact is, it is the fastest growing international crime network that the world has ever seen. I agreed to it because we were working with the U.S. government. To back out now, this whole thing will blow. It has already passed the illegal arms trade, and soon it's going to pass the drug trade. And you want to know why? Because you can sell a bag of cocaine one time with a child, the most precious child. You can sell a five-year-old kid five to ten times a day for ten years straight. And every day, ordinary people don't want to hear it. It's too ugly for polite conversation. But meanwhile, over two million children a year are being sucked into the deepest recesses of hell. Trust me, man. If we do nothing, their pain is going to spread and spread. So someday it's going to reach the likes of you. And that will be a nightmare you're never going to wake up from. Yeah. So the movie's based on the actual uh, story and um, happenings in the life of Tim Ballard. He was testifying before Congress today 
and uh, I'm going to let it just speak for itself. Here you go. The horrors a child faces as a victim of human trafficking demand that we take action. A child can be sold up to 20 times a day, six days a week, for 10 years or even longer, depending when the abuse began. Just in 2022 alone, immigration authorities encountered more than 152,000 unaccompanied minors at or near the U.S.-Mexico border, representing an all-time high. I believe every member of this committee and every good and people everywhere can agree that human trafficking is a plague and an evil that must be eradicated. Evidence of this can be seen in the response to the movie Sound of Freedom, based on my life story, which has been a surprise box office success and is sparking a national conversation on child sex slavery and trafficking, the fastest growing criminal enterprise on the planet. The conclusions I offer in this testimony are based on my professional experience as an anti-trafficking operator. After starting my professional career with the CIA, I transferred to the Department of Homeland Security. At DHS, I spent 12 years as a special agent and undercover operator for Homeland Security Investigations. After leaving the federal government, I have continued the fight against human trafficking first as the founder and CEO of the organization Operation Underground Railroad and now as a senior advisor to the Spear Fund, which is an organization that funds and collaborates with experts, organizations, and concerned citizens around the globe to fight and end human trafficking. Traffickers use our southern border to bring slaves into our country for the sex industry because the United States is one of the highest consumers in child sex abuse material in the world. Our federal agents who work at the southern border are women and men of the highest integrity and dedication. Yet despite the hard work and success agents on the ground, one thing has become vividly clear. Poor U.S. border security and broken U.S. policy are feeding the growth of human trafficking in the United States. One way this is seen is the absence of physical barriers on our border. I have personally seen how ports of entry were responsible for helping rescue a child, catch a sexual predator, and start a chain of events that rescued multiple children from his abuse. On the other hand, I've spoken with survivors who were trafficked by cartels, taking advantage of the miles of unprotected U.S. border. In one case in particular, a young woman was brought across the border at an area where no barriers or protections existed. Once in the U.S., she was sold and raped for money up to 30 to 40 times a day for five years before eventually escaping herself. She shared with me the tragic conclusion that had her captors been forced to attempt a crossing into our country at the port of entry, just like the little boy you saw in the film, that she would have had a better chance of being rescued. 30 to 40 times a day forced sex against her will for five years. President Biden, you are complicit in this. You have these people's blood and suffering on your hands. This could end tomorrow. You stop the incentive. Close the border. If they cannot easily get people across the border, they'll stop coming. And while some people are looking for a better life, no doubt, the United States, with all its flaws, still offers the best opportunity than any other country in the world to to succeed, to start with nothing. 
and end up with everything. Unfortunately, with that, you can't just have unchecked access to what is America because then you end up with the human sex trafficking, the child trafficking, and the criminal element and the drugs and everything else that comes along with it. It's time we close the border. It's time we shut it down. It's time we take out the cartels. And when I say take out, I mean physically and militarily take out permanently. And it won't take long before people realize, oh, we just can't go to the U.S. border in Mexico and just walk in anymore. Therefore, we're not going to make the trip. And those that really want to get here, those that really want a better life, they can go through the process of applying in a third country for asylum and go through the legal process that we have. We have laws for immigration. It's just that the Biden administration has chosen to ignore them, just like they do every other constitutional or law you know, that's out there. They, they just do whatever they want and then say, stop us. And by the time you stop them, like the student loan debt forgiveness, they knew that was unconstitutional. They knew it wasn't going to withstand judicial muster, but they went ahead and did it anyway. Tim Ballard continued with this. Traffickers use our southern border to bring slaves into our country for the sex industry because the United States is one of the highest consumers in child sex abuse material in the world. Our federal agents who work at the southern border are women and men of the highest integrity and dedication. Oh, that's a repeat of the last one. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry about that. Check this one. Um, speaking of men and women wearing the blue uniforms, that's where they are. They are at those ports of entry. They are experts. They have technology. They know what to look for. If a child has their last hope to be rescued before entering into the belly of what is the highest consuming nation on the planet of child rape videos, their last hope will be to reach out to one of those heroes in a blue uniform. Help me. And they will. I've watched them do it. I've been part of it. And so we need border enforcement because it compels the movement to that final point of possible rescue. Why would we not want that? Why would we not want Why? every child to have the last hope of rescue before entering into the great United States and disappear maybe forever? And so that's why. And what's interesting is it's never been partisan. My, I was under two different administrations, Bush and Obama, and we kept building the wall and building enforcement, and everyone liked it because it saved children. It wasn't partisan. How it became partisan is something that you can – I don't understand. It should never have been. It rescues children, period. It became partisan because the extreme commie Democrats, Trump broke them. He was an outsider who came in and was not beholden to them. He did not bow to their cabal. He did not, he was not controllable by their puppet masters. And he broke them. He built a wall. Therefore, Biden, like every single thing, whether it was a good policy or not, they, are extern- they're trying to erase anything from the Trump presidency from history, period. Wipe it off the books, eradicate it, get rid of it, every single thing. It doesn't matter. They don't even take time to see if it was a good thing or not. They're just get Trump did it, bad, gone. And obviously there's more to it than that, but that's, that's the main driving point behind it. it. Like he said, he worked with Bush and the Obama administrations. They, they continued to build wall. They continued to keep the border, you know, have security down there and the Biden administration before he even took office, he announced that they were going to open it wide open. And here's the result. And it's disgusting. 
These people are monsters. Whoever would think about doing things like this to children. And you know what's pathetic is the left will say, you know, I don't know why you're so obsessed with this. You must be a pervert. Are you fucking, are you effing serious? God, it pisses me off. No, I'm obsessed with it because it's abhorrent, monstrous behavior that could be stopped if the extreme commie Democrats and the Biden regime and his puppet masters weren't allowing it to happen. That's why I'm obsessed with it. It needs to stop. I'm sorry that you happen to think it's not a big deal or that it's okay because you're so beholden to your, to your communist. You're such a useful idiot for your communist masters that it's okay in your mind now for children to come across the border by the tens of thousands and be sexually abused and raped for the entertainment of sickos in this country. Yeah, I'm pissed. Deal with it. Go see Sound of Freedom. Here's the shirt. God's children are not for sale. I know you don't believe in God either, you liberal commies. Sad for you. The day will come. All right. The border... This is, this, is, this is what's so funny. The immigration, you know, uh, it wasn't a big deal until they started showing up in New York in mass. AOC went up there as well as Nadler, and they tried to talk about immigration, how great it was. In fact, AOC is talking about how we need to embrace migrants, migrants, my ass, illegal aliens. New Yorkers are fed up. They drowned her out with shouts of close the border. Do you think that we've had enough? Do you, it, I mean, Dan Bongino always talks about This madness will end when the people have had enough. And he's talking about in general. So I guess the question is, is New York at that point where they've had enough, where they can get rid of people like AOC and Nadler and these commies that they put into office? I guess we'll see. But this is what happened. Check it out. Do you hear what she said? She wants to promote faster and easier work authorizations so that they can get to work and start supporting themselves. In other words, take American jobs. She's proposing to increase the work authorizations so that these illegals that came into this country who've got no freaking business being here can take jobs from Americans who have lived here their whole lives, who are here legally, who are actual citizens. That's her answer to New York. Well, we just need to put these people to work. We need to expedite their applications. Nadler had the same reception. The supplemental budget give additional resources to New York and other cities welcoming migrants. Unfortunately, House Republicans seem set on defunding the Department of Homeland Security and shutting down our government. 
I also wrote a letter with Immigration Subcommittee Ranking Member Jayapal and over a hundred of our colleagues to urge the administration to use all the tools available to Oh, it's the Republicans' fault because they don't want to fund more processing. That's their that's a that's a Democrat's answer. Is it's not to close the border, not to slow people from coming in, it's to bring them in faster and process them faster. That's what they want the money for. That's why the Republicans say no, and they better hold their ground, McCarthy, in this you better not you better not cave to these commies this time. Do not do another ominous bill. Do not do an extension. Do not give in. To these maniacs, they're lunatics. If you give in, you need to be expelled, not just as speaker, but from the House of Representatives. You do not represent this country. You would be as big of a traitor as these extreme commie Democrats. McCarthy, you give them one penny to process one more illegal person into this country, and you're done. Because that's what they want is more money to increase the processing, not to add border security, not to add to the border patrol, not to expel people, but to bring more people in and have the ability to process them faster and move them about the country in a rapid way. And speaking of, in San Diego, they have... Buses, and this is this is common. It's becoming, they're starting to do it again. They stopped for a while. Full of these people who came into this country. And they just take them into a city and drop them off wherever. You watch. They're going to drop them off in a, on a city street. They'll pull up to a sidewalk, drop them off. And then from that point forward, they're on their own. Is that is that really humane? Is that a good way to do it? Take a look at this video out of San Diego yesterday afternoon. What you're looking at is three unmarked white Border Patrol buses. They pull up and they start releasing several hundred illegal immigrants to city streaks and sidewalks in San Diego across from a transit terminal. Uh, people were on this bus from as far away as China and Pakistan. And keep in mind, these buses are not from Texas. They're not Greg Abbott's buses. These are the Biden administration's buses. This is Border Patrol mass releasing people. You can see handfuls of them are standing around not knowing where they are, what to do, where to go next. And there was a remarkable exchange between one migrant and a Border Patrol agent as he asked the agent, hey, am I okay to travel to Chicago? And the agent says, yep, you're good to go. Take a listen. And these mass releases also taking place in Border Patrol's Tucson, Arizona sector. We shot this video in Sierra Vista, Arizona, yesterday afternoon. A Guatemalan family dropped off by Border Patrol in a Dollar Tree parking lot, just a random store parking lot. (laughs) They didn't know where they were. They didn't know what to do. And the local sheriff out there says these mass street releases aren't fair to the community. They're not fair to the migrants. Take a listen. People come from all over the country to smuggle here, endanger this community, the citizens, and we worked united to, to combat that. Then to find out yesterday that uh, CBP is doing street releases, as they call them, safe. There's nothing safe about it. 
Meanwhile, here in the state of Texas, Texas is trying to stand its own ground without the help of the federal government. The video you're looking at here in El Paso, as Texas National Guard soldiers continue to use razor wire and physical manpower to try to block large masses of migrants trying to enter the United States illegally. That group of migrants waiting in the Rio Grande, expecting to be led into the country, but the state of Texas blocking them. That again happening in El Paso. And back out here live, CBP sources tell Fox News that border numbers for the month of August are going to be around 230,000 migrant encounters. That would be the highest number or the highest month for 2023 and would come at a time when the White House is claiming progress and, quote, stopping the flow here. That's close to we're now close to eight million people have come into this country since Biden took office. Now, (laughs) you can you can do the math. I mean, we should do the math. Actually, what is that? We have 330 million people in the country, and he's allowed 8 million people to come in just in the last two and a half years. So so we have 8 million. Uh, let's see. Let's do the math here real quick. We're, go- we're doing it, and I'm doing it, and I'm doing it. Divide by 330 million, one more zero. We've just increased the population of the USA by two and a half percent. That is huge. I mean, that's like, that's like 10 different states combined, their entire population. And it's not sustainable. It's not realistic. We can't continue down this path. But they're, this is what they do. I have to spend hundreds of dollars to get their school supplies. They're coming here not vaccinated. We just had a COVID crisis. They shut yes. our businesses down. Yes. They fired teachers, fire department for not getting vaccinated. Who do you think needs to do more? We hear from the mayor of New York who says he's doing everything he can every day as migrants continue to come in. We are, we are. I will say too, we're live on air. So, uh, but yeah, don't swear. We're live on air. You know, piss off. And what should the president and the White House be doing? This is up to us. This is up to each and every one of us to stand up. Nobody's coming here for us. Right. We're here for ourselves. Oh, yep. If we don't get up and fight for our city, nobody's coming for us. They're coming and destroy it. The reason why they're here is to steal our votes. Right. They're not. We're not going to be able to live there stealing our votes. Our- People are frustrated. They're fed up. Do you think they've had enough? I've had enough. Have you had enough? Are we going to just continue this unchecked access across our border? Or are we going to dump the Biden regime and get some common sense back in Washington, D.C.? Some people who will close the border, some people who will go after the cartels. I know that Donald Trump, Vivek Ramaswamy, and Ron DeSantis have all promised that they would close the border. And not only that, they would use the military to do it. And they would go after the cartels and cut the head off the snake. And they're scared. They're scared. And you, it wouldn't take, you wouldn't have to, this wouldn't be a long operation. This could be done. You, you could put the fear of God in these people by doing paramilitary ops across the border, taking out the networks, the distribution, the cartels, and their, not only the cartel heads, but their families. The whole thing done. Bam. No longer existing on this face of the earth. Period. And that's what it's going to take. Is a military operation. But I tell you what, you close the border, secure it with the military, 
take out a few of the cartel pipelines, including the head, and it will stop. They understand that language. It will stop. And then we can stop the freeze because there needs to be a 100% freeze on immigration. You understand that. Part of this is nobody, period. Nobody is immigrating to this country, period. We're putting a freeze on it, a temporary pause, while we take care of this issue. And then once the issue is taken care of, we can resume normal, legal immigration into the United States because immigration is a good thing. And there are people that truly want to come here and contribute. But they need to do it legally. We can't continue this unchecked uh, lunacy that's going on right now. You know, we we just can't. All right, let's move along here. We're going to jump on to uh, Joe Biden here for a minute, and then we're going to get to our weirdness for the day because it is is weird. Trust me, I promised you something that was going to be extremely weird, and one of it falls in the category of I saw it, so you need to as well. Be warned. It is truly weird. But Biden... uh, Continuing to be the racist in chief, the you know chief racist officer, the the person who has been racist for his entire career and constantly makes racist comments, continues to do it. He had this to say: "We not only recovered all the jobs we lost during the pandemic, we've added millions more." Lie. We've seen record lows in unemployment, particularly, and I've focused on this Lie. My whole career, particularly for African Americans and Hispanic workers and veterans. You know, the workers without high school diplomas, the lowest unemployment rate in 70 years for women now. He just said blacks, Hispanics, and women don't have high school diplomas. Now, I don't know about you, but if you were black or Hispanic or a woman, Why would you cast a single vote ever again in your life for a Democrat? Because they've been doing this for decades. They've been promising you everything forever, and they've done nothing. In fact, now they're starting to take it away. In the case of women, you don't even have to be a woman to compete in sports. They're letting men come into your locker rooms, forcing you to disrobe in front of them, taking away your private spaces, and they promote it. They're erasing you. Why is there a single woman in this country who would ever cast another vote for Democrat? And and blacks and Hispanics, I guess you're just, according to Biden, you're too dumb to graduate from high school. So he's done more than anybody to help you get jobs. And by the way, the unemployment rate was lower in 2019 than it is today under Trump than it is today under Biden. So don't give me that. The lowest record low unemployment rates. Bullshit. Bullshit. All right, so here's a little bit of weirdness today. This woman, she got upset. She thinks that uh, apparently, I mean, society is broken, people, man. There's so much of society that's broken, and these two clips are going to prove it. This woman seems to think that you can't compliment her hair because she's black. She finds it offensive. Check it out. Hello, how are you? Can you please not talk about when I switch up my hair? I I, I know, but like as a black person, it's to me, it feels like a microaggression. Microaggression. All the time at work. 
and you can make that face. I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying, I'm telling you how it makes me feel. Everyone's different. But personally, if you like the hair, oh, pretty hair. You don't have to like clarify that it was different each and every time because it makes me uncomfortable. I just like the way you're a pussy. I'm not looking for any excuses. It's just, it makes me uncomfortable. Bizarre. Complimented the curls in her hair and she finds that to be a microaggression and it makes her uncomfortable. I appreciate a good compliment. In fact, how's how's my hair today? I mean, well, it's back, so you can't really tell. I have amazing hair. It's it's the best hair in the world. Maybe I had to get Sean Ferris to to give a a Trump impersonation on uh, or impression on how great the Nun Reports hair is. I got it tied back today because I was lazy, and it's a little warm today too. All right, this this next clip falls in the category of definitely weirdness, but also in the category of I saw it, so you have to see it too. This is uh, reportedly Libs of TikTok put this out. Um, hat tip, thank you. But it, it, you know they always find the stuff on TikTok. This is uh, supposedly a Starbucks employee who decided to film a Starbucks employee with a diaper fetish who is allowed to actually show up at work wearing just a diaper. And uh, he decided to film himself for a TikTok video doing this. That's, that's the whipped cream they use to put on top of your coffee. The dispenser that they use to top off your coffee at Starbucks. I told you it was weird. I bet he went home to watch this video and got out the lube, right? And what the hell was that? (sighs) There are people in this society who are very, very broken. (sighs) I don't even know what to say to that, really, other than now you've seen it, too. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not. <laughs> All right. The head of the CDC, she wants you to get vaccinated. She's like, man, this vaccine is the greatest thing since sliced bread. It's been, it's been thoroughly tested. Oh, has it? We're going to talk about how thoroughly tested it was because there's some, there's some information that's come out now about just how thoroughly untested it actually was. And they want you to give it to every, they're encouraging it to every person in, in the country, six months and older, six months, babies. Who aren't going mean, <laughs> what is the deal here? Europe is saying they're not even going to recommend it. But the United States, so is it, I mean, that tells you what it's about, right? It tells you about, it's about taking U.S. tax dollars and transferring them to Pfizer and Moderna. And that's all it's about is just follow the money. But look at this, this weirdo. I, I, I almost want back the old director of the CDC. After seeing this.
While we would all love to leave COVID-19 behind, the virus is still here and making some people very sick, especially older adults. The new updated COVID-19 vaccine is the most effective way to give your body the ability to keep the COVID virus from causing you harm. That's why CDC recommends everyone six months and older get one dose of the updated COVID-19 vaccine ahead of the fall and winter season. So wait a minute. She just said that it was especially effective to old people and then says that we recommend that everybody six months and older gets it. So what is it? Everybody, babies, toddlers, uh, grade school, children or old people? Because you just said it all. First, you said it was only for old people. It was especially effective for them. And now you want everybody six months and older to get it. Yeah. No, thanks. I think I'll pass. This recommendation was based on extensive data and clinical trials. Bullshit. As a doctor a mom, a wife, a daughter, and head of the CDC, I would not recommend anything to others that I wouldn't recommend for my own family. That's why my 9- and 11-year-old daughters, my husband, my parents, and I will all be rolling up our sleeves to get our updated COVID-19 vaccine. I encourage you to get your own updated COVID vaccine and make sure everyone in your family who's six months and older does so as well. Hard pass here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not, they, they, this is the new vaccine now, right? And in fact, uh, Providence Hospital here in Seattle is requiring employees to get the vaccine or they'll be fired. They have to have it by November, the new, the new vaccine. Even if they've been previously double vaxxed and thrice boosted, they are still required to get this new vaccine before November. Or they will be fired. Healthcare workers. God, I'm glad I didn't go into that industry. I would have been a great doctor too. The New York Post, the real data behind the new COVID vaccines, the White House is pushing. It's an opinion piece by Marty McCary and Tracy Beth Hoog. Look up the article, uh, the full article, the New York Post. Just search this headline and you'll be able to read the entire thing. But this is the gist of it. What if I told you one in 50 people who took the new medication had a medically attended adverse event and the manufacturer refused to disclose what the complication was? Would you take it? See, they, they tested this on 50 people. That, that's, that's how many? Moderna. And one in 50 had an adverse medical reaction that required medical care. The thing is, they won't tell you what that adverse reaction was or what level of medical care it required. So one in 50, I don't like those odds. No, thank you. She continues, and what if the theoretical benefit was only transient, lasting about three months, after which your susceptibility goes back to baseline? Administration cleared it without any human outcome data, and European regulators are not universally recommending it as a center of disease control and prevention is. See, they're not in European. They're not, they're not universally recommending it. That's what we know about the new COVID vaccine. The Biden administration is firmly recommending for every American six months old and up. The Pfizer vaccine was tested, never actually tested on humans at all. It was tested only on mice. They're relying on some of the flawed data from the original vaccine which actually wasn't good. So yeah, so there you go. There you go. Go, you go get that thing. You go get, you go get that new shot. See how that works out. And 
along with the 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 push for this new vaccine, see the the Democrats, a, a tyrannical society. You, you don't see Republicans trying to shove vaccines down your throat, or I guess they don't go in your throat; they go in your arm, right? You don't see them trying to tell the media what to say. But the Biden administration, they seem very comfortable telling the media what to say. You see, they're, uh, the spokesperson for the White House and the White House counsel's office wrote a letter. And he told them, it's time for the media to ramp up its scrutiny of House Republicans for opening an impeachment inquiry based on lies. Ian Sams, a spokesperson for the White House counsel's office, wrote the letter according to a draft copy obtained by CNN. The letter, which said an impeachment inquiry with no supporting evidence should set off alarm bells for news organizations, will be sent to executives helming the nation's largest news organizations, including CNN, The New York Times, Fox News, The Associated Press, CBS, and others, a White House official familiar with the matter said. So they control the news. This is 100% commie stuff, right? They control, the, the, the state can now tell the media what to report. And it's sad because the media actually was laid out in the Constitution as freedom of the press. I mean, they were specifically mentioned in the Constitution for the purpose of holding government accountable that, that, that they would never be blocked from reporting on factual information and, and that was for the express purposes of holding any future tyrannical governments accountable for their actions. But see, now the media is owned by the left and the deep state. We continue to pour money into Ukraine. How much have we given to Ukraine? Well, here we go. There is a list of how much we've given. It's over $100 billion, and it's going to continue. For how much longer? Well, I don't know. I think here's their plan. White House said it right here. Uh, we are always preparing a new military package for you. Uh, we are always preparing a new military package for you. Uh, we are always preparing a new military package for you. So there you go. They're always preparing a new military package for Ukraine. And in fact, Zelensky, uh, the comedian that he is and, and the grifter that he is, is coming over to the United States to meet with Joe Biden. And there is a plan to present to them to, to bow before the god Zelensky and present him with another aid package while he's here. They're going to make a big deal out of it. It's going to be on, I'm sure all the legacy media is going to cover it. And they're going to talk about how great it is. And all the liberals love war now. For, for some reason, all these liberals who have always who've been anti-war their entire freaking lives love this war. This war is great. Now, don't get me wrong. War is horrible. And Putin is an absolute maniac. And he unlawfully and unjustly invaded a sovereign nation. And on top of that, the reports of the war crimes, many of which have been verified, the, uh, the atrocities that are being committed as far as uh, mass killings and rape and looting by, by not only the Russian military, but also Wagner when they were fighting wars over there. These are real things and they're horrendous. They should not be happening but pouring more money into prolonging the agony is not the answer we're prolonging something that could be stopped and if that means you know 
If that means a little bit of a trade-off, fine. I think Vivek Ramaswamy has a good plan. I've talked about it before. You're welcome to look it up. He has it on his website. But we we need to, there needs to be peace in part of the conversation. But the problem is there is no money in peace, right? You can't feed the military industrial complex with peace. So what we're doing is we're giving all of our old equipment to Ukraine so that we can buy new equipment from Raytheon and the likes, right? So we're lining the pockets of the military industrial complex as well as their stock portfolios of their stockholders. And we're doing it at the cost of, so far, close to a half a million lives in Ukraine. And we're going to continue to do it for as long as they possibly can. Another reason to get this administration out of the White House, every single Republican running for office, other than Nikki Haley, who's, yeah, and well, and Pence too. Nikki Haley and Pence both believe in, in war. They're a couple of neocons that just want to keep it going. But the rest of them are saying, yeah, this needs to end. Peace is not even part of the conversation right now. You understand they could have had peace early on. All they needed was a commitment. There was a, there was a deal on the table before the war even started. That Ukraine would never enter NATO. And the U.S. said no. That's why this war would have never happened had Donald Trump remained in office as, as he was duly elected. Anyway, it's, we need, we got to end it. The way we end it is by getting, getting people out. Now I, I talked about the soft purge of Biden and here it comes, here it comes people. They started it up a little while ago and, and here it is. This is uh this is CNN. If you can imagine that fact checking, Biden. Check it out. He has done, I don't know if it's similar things, but he's sort of told some stories that don't line up quite like this before. Yeah, this president has a a pattern at this point of either inventing or embellishing stories about his own past, his biography. He did it three times in one speech last month alone. Uh, He claimed he had witnessed a bridge collapse in Pittsburgh when he actually showed up about six hours later. He claimed that his grandfather had died just days before he was born himself at the same hospital. In fact, his grandpa died more than a year before in a different state, not not the same hospital. Um, And uh, And he also repeated a favorite false story that I and others have debunked over and over again about a supposed conversation with an Amtrak train conductor he was friends with who was actually deceased at the time the conversation would have had to take place. And that's not all. There are some more serious ones, in in my view. Uh, Previously in his presidency, he claimed at one point he'd been arrested during a civil rights protest when, in other versions of the story, he just said an officer had taken him home uh, from a protest. He said he had visited the the Pittsburgh synagogue where worshippers were killed in a 2018 mass shooting. In fact, he'd actually spoken to the rabbi, uh, but never, but never went. Um, and he, he's made a whole bunch of others, too. Uh, he said at one point, Republicans like to bring this up. He said that he used to drive a tractor trailer. He used to drive an 18 wheeler. Never happened. The White House later clarified he used to drive a school bus at one point for as a, as a job briefly. School bus, of course, not an 18 wheeler. So whatever his intentions, whether it's, you know, foggy memory about stuff that's going on decades ago or deliberate embellishment, this is an unfortunate pattern that keeps coming up again and again with Joe Biden. Yeah, it does keep coming up again and again with Joe Biden. And it was, uh, 
it was asked about it, and, and John Kirby had this to say. Uh, John, um, in the past couple of weeks, the president has lied about being at ground zero the day after the September 11th attacks, falsely claimed he saw the Pittsburgh Bridge collapse, uh, claimed his grandfather died in the hospital days before his birth. What is going on with the president? Is he just believing things that didn't happen did happen, or is he just randomly making stuff up? The president uh, was deeply touched and honored to be able to spend 9-11 with uh, military members there in Alaska and some families. Uh, and, and, and then John Kirby goes on to not even answer the question. He, he talks about how great he is and how he did this and that, but he doesn't ever answer the question, of course. But the reporter was right spot on. It's like, look, is what is going on with Joe Biden? Is he just remembering things and and is a true innocent in this and just repeating or just he, he he's told the story so many times or he's re you know people with dementia as they get older even older people they kind of rewrite history in their head and they start talking about things that aren't true or never happen and you know you kind of stop correcting them because it's rude and they're old you're just going to let them do their thing so you know he basically had the the reporter is well you know so what's going on with joe biden is he is he just misremembering things and telling these untruths innocently or is he intentionally making them up and embellishing things and that is the question it's a great question because it's one or the other it's pretty black and white Vivek Ramaswamy had this to say uh, when he was talking with when he was talking with uh, yeah you know the guy Jesse Kill. Not Jesse Kelly, Jesse Waters. Looking so good, you saw the polls. You saw Pelosi twist the knife with Kamala Harris. How are things looking to you as a Republican? Well, the good news is I was happy to see that I'm beating Joe Biden in that poll and doing just fine. Here's the reality, though, Jesse, is that Joe Biden is a puppet for the managerial class. And part of the reason I don't even talk about him that much in my speeches here in Iowa and elsewhere is he is a figurehead for the deep state and the managerial class. And if they sacrifice him, they're just going to trot out the next puppet. That's why I think the Republican Party needs to not make the mistake we did in 2022 by actually focusing on a vision of our own. I think the more we're going to talk about Biden, the less of an opportunity we actually have, because he's going to be a sacrificial lamb. You mark my words, even that Hunter Biden indictment, which I think is itself a smokescreen earlier today, that's just going to be one more lever they use to get Joe Biden to get out of the way when he has stopped serving his useful purpose. Yeah, that'll be leverage so for nominee, sure. Absolutely. They're no, they're gonna definitely going to use those yeah, indictments no against him it. if they need to turn the screw. Yeah, and like I said when I let off the show, Democrats will support people as long as they serve a purpose. The minute they don't, they will turn on them. And you watch, that includes not just their own party, that includes their voters as well. And uh, and it's become obvious over time, has it not? And this is another thing you start to see, and this is, yes, this is Fox News, but the the person that's talking happens to be a Democrat, and this is this is again what I'm calling the soft purge of Biden, and it's happening. He will not be the nominee come the election of 2024. I think considering this investigation took five years, and these are the charges they brought, and after this sweetheart plea deal collapsed in court, I honestly think they're going to wait a couple of months until the a, tr- a trial against Trump happens, and they're going to try another plea deal in another district. 
I think we can see, since Republicans have taken control of the House, we've seen so much evidence that these charges have been stymied and the investigation has been covered up mostly. So I think this is just them playing face. This is Biden needs some kind of win that he has um, a secure Department of Justice. Mm -hmm. And this honestly is just a sham. I know that you're a Democrat. You're more conservative Democrat, right? Yes. Who do you like in this election? I think I'm mostly geared towards Donald Trump. Really? I think I've seen, yes, I have seen the pullout of Afghanistan from Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. And then I watched him check his watch during their fun the funeral of the servicemen. Mm -hmm. And I think if we were to go to a war, I'm prime age to be drafted. And I don't want him to check his, his watch while they're burying me. I don't believe that wow. he's a competent commander in chief. And then he'd probably blame my death on climate change in the same way he blamed the pullout in Afghanistan on Donald Trump. I've seen. Yeah, this scares the Democrats to death. And Biden is a huge liability. They can't run on Bidenomics. They're trying to run on the economy. It's as insane as that sounds. That's what they're trying to do. But this is a young black Democrat. A demographic that should be, that the Democrats have always thought they had in their hip pocket. They don't even, they don't even really try to, to campaign to them anymore. But the fact is, more blacks voted for Trump in 2016 than, than historically for Republicans. And even more than that in 2020. And here you have a young black Democrat saying that he prefers Trump over Biden and they're scared to death. This is part of the reason why. If you look at this, if you look at if you look at Reuters poll numbers today, this and Jack Posobiec posted this, you know why Dems are hitting the panic button about Biden. If if these polls are accurate and if the election were held today, Donald Trump wins in a landslide, 312 to 226 electoral votes. The entire country is red because Biden is worthless and he's a huge liability. They are, I've been saying it for months. This is not something new. Biden will not be the nominee come 2024. All right. We're going to try to try to fly through my last few things here. Uh, yeah. Check it out. Our democracy is under attack. And we got to fight for it. I taught at the University of Pennsylvania for four years. And I used to teach political theory. So not only is he still telling the lie that he taught at University of Pennsylvania for four years where he only had an honorary doctorate degree, now he's also saying what subject he taught. So not only did he teach there for four years, by the way, he was paid a million dollars, did not teach a single class, but now he's saying what subject he taught, uh, political theory, which I don't even think is a, is a subject. So the, the guy is full of it. His lies keep expanding. I, I, I would attribute that one to his dementia. And here we have Angry Joe. You're going to pay somewhere between 20 and 40 percent less in those other countries. Same exact drug made by the same exact company. <laughs> Angry Joe. By the way, another sign of dementia. Mr. Swiss cheese for brains. And then, as I've said before, here's a guy. I don't know if this is becoming a shtick now or, and they, they just decided, you know what, he's never going to get it right, so we're just going to let him do whatever the hell he, he does. When you 
first of all, they tell you when you go on stage, and it doesn't matter if you're a politician, if you're a musician, if you're a speak, public speaker, whatever it is. If you take if you take the stage, I happen to be a musician. I've taken hundreds of stages in my life. I always, every time, know where the entrance and the exit is. I, I, I've never in my life forgotten which way to get on and off of a stage. But this is a regular occurrence for Joe Biden. He will look around, look dumb, look stupid. The world is watching this. So in this clip, clip he, again, once again, he gets lost. He doesn't know which way to go, even though he's been told which way to go, even though he needs to go the way that he came onto the stage, he can't freaking remember either. He can't remember his directions. He can't remember how he, which way he came on and, and where the exit is. He can't remember what he's supposed to do next, whose hand he's going to shake. Whatever it is, the guy's mind is Swiss cheese. And I don't say that happily, but it just is. So he's going to do his, <coughs> his phlegm cough into his hand, point around, and uh, he doesn't know what the hell's going on. Watch. No, go that way. Yeah, where the fucking stairs are. You're going to go over there where the stairs are and more than likely the same place, the same stairs that you took to come up onto the stage. (laughs) Good Lord, man. Hey, thanks for watching today. I'm out of time. Um, If you've just been uh, listening on the radio or one of the podcast channels, make sure to check me out at rumble.com slash the nun report. I'd appreciate a follow there. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. You're not going to get spammed. Give me a thumbs up, which is called a rumble on rumble. Anyway, thenunreport.com slash rumble. I'm on all the socials at the nun report except TikTok because I don't do that commie BS or Twitter because I couldn't get the. So on Twitter, I'm just at nun report. There's a story behind that that I don't like, so I'm not going to repeat it. Or just go to my website, thenunreport.com. You can click into everything one stop, one shop, easy peasy. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.